Welcome to the pulse that moves the triangle world today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Inspreffer. Hi, friends. You know, there's always something going on in Carrie and a lot of revitalization, new projects, and just overall energy. And some new energy taking place at the Maiden Inn is what we want to talk about today. And we have with us from the Maiden is Greg Spitzer. Welcome, Craig. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. So why don't we start by just talking a little bit about the history of the hotel? The property was built uh, not too long ago, actually, and uh, opened in 2016, a 45-room property at the corner of South Academy and Park, and um, we purchased it just last week. So we're the second owners of this uh, beautiful uh, little hotel in downtown Cary. Okay, so how did that come to be? What was your interest in purchasing? Well, um, myself and, and my partner, Craig Shipley, were operators of unique independent hotels, specifically one other here in the Triangle, the Durham Hotel, which is a 53-room hotel with a restaurant, and there we have a rooftop bar, and a lot of similarities between the um, size and scale of that property along with this one. We are passionate hoteliers, have both been doing uh, the hotel business since our early 20s, and both celebrated a little over 20 years in the business, and really happy to be out on our own and we're able to um, be brought into a partnership of some uh, very like-minded carry developers, folks who have a lot of experience and a lot of passion for the growth of downtown Cary in particular, who really wanted to see the property uh, remain as a hotel and be one that the Cary community could call its own and be proud of for years to come. So um, they approached us back in November uh, with the idea of joining forces to um, acquire the property as it was on the market uh, available for purchase. Was there anything particular about Cary itself that drew you to this project? Uh, you know, I, I must admit, I had very little exposure to downtown Cary uh, before my interest in the property, and I've really been had my eyes open to what a beautiful downtown it is and what uh, great energy there is flowing through the various businesses and restaurants and things that are going on there. The Cary Theater, of course, and um, other properties that have uh, really made it an attractive, attractive place to, to live and to work and to play. And you know that downtown park is going to be coming in, too, which I think will draw a tremendous crowd. Yes, I, I must say that that was the most impressive element when, when the... Um, uh, hotel uh, listing was sharing the um, video that the town has prepared of what the uh, renderings and the ultimate plan for that park are. It is absolutely spectacular, and we are thrilled to be uh, essentially neighbors to it. Uh, it's our backyard. I don't think we could ask for a better backyard than that. No, I don't think so. Um, so let's just break down a little bit um, the different things in the maintenance for people who may have not ever been inside or are planning to come, sure. et cetera. So let's, let's talk about the hotel first, you know, tell me everything, how many rooms, et cetera. Sure. Well, in the main building, there are 44 rooms. 
there is a adjacent cottage called the Waldo Cottage that is a beautiful one-bedroom suite, perfect for wedding nights and anniversaries and proposals, that sort of place. And um, within the 44 rooms in the main building, we have a number of one-bedroom suites. We have the majority of our rooms are king-bedded, uh, all very large accommodations, incredibly quiet accommodations. When the previous owners built the, the building, they really paid a lot of attention to uh, sound and, and soundproofing, being that it was an urban location. They were concerned about their guests being disturbed, and it really is to our benefit. It's incredibly quiet. Um, all of the rooms are quite large, very nice bathrooms, um, some with clawfoot tubs, others with walk-in showers. And um, a handful of rooms do have two beds as well, if that's what the traveler is looking for. And when you say travelers, are you particularly looking to attract business travelers or pleasure? I would say, depending on the day of the week, would really dictate who we're hoping to attract. We do very much intend to and hope to attract business travelers, especially um, groups who are traveling for the purposes of meetings and presentations. We've got excellent meeting space at the hotel. Um, we think that carry businesses and triangle-wide businesses will find it to be a great destination to host um, group travel and meetings and such, and individual business travelers as well who need to be in the area during the midweek. And then when the weekends roll around, we think we're a great destination for leisure travelers, be it uh, locals vacationing or uh, folks passing through the region on their way either north or south, let's say, and also um, people from around the Triangle who um, might want to experience a different downtown than, than theirs, let's say, folks from Raleigh or folks from Durham or Chapel Hill who might want a little getaway but don't want to go too far. Right. Or like even people coming in for weddings, when you mention the cottage, you know, you could have a, a wedding party coming in too. Um, and you, yep, you, we you, expect that to be a big part of our business on the weekends. Good. That's great. Because um, we'll go into more facilities that you have there to accommodate that too. But right now, I just wanted to go back as you mentioned meeting space. Can you tell me about your meeting space available? Sure. Sure. Well, we have... Um, essentially four separate areas within the hotel, which is quite a lot for a 45-room hotel. Uh, we have um, two what I would refer to as traditional meeting spaces. Uh, the nice thing about them is uh, windows, uh, which is not always the case. A lot of people have probably attended those dreaded hotel ballroom meetings where they're locked inside all day with no 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 view of the outside. Yes. But these rooms are really great, very bright and airy. Um, you know, uh, one probably seats up to about 15, and the other could seat up to about 30. And then we have a much larger space that can seat up to about 65. And then for a small, intimate uh, gathering, there's a, uh, a room referred to as the salon that is a small living room setup, so more of a casual environment, but a really private and great space for, let's say, an interview or a brainstorming session for a small group. Um, so that's the fourth room. Um, and then additionally, we have the terrace, which is, Really an excellent space. We'll be overlooking that, that park we're all so excited about. And um, while it's outdoors and uncovered, it can certainly be used for um, business meetings and lunches, et cetera, as well to sort of complement the indoor space I referenced. That's good to know. Even if you're not a traveler or coming in for business, just for local businesses that need a place to hold meetings or you know, like you say, brainstorming sessions that just want to get out of the office environment, go somewhere else. They can do that even if they're not from out of town. Absolutely. So we hope, we hope all in the area will will see us as a resource and a place to to meet and to gather for 
whatever their needs may be. And speaking of gathering, now you touched on a lot of things and, and I just, I've had the pleasure of coming to the mate. And so I kind of know everything that you're talking about and probably have done, you know, something in all these different rooms and so forth, a, a lot of luncheons and things like that. So, but just, um, you know, I think you have like a, a, a bar there and a, a f- more of a formal restaurant and maybe some lighter fare. Can you, and if anything's new, like if we were bringing in a new chef or new menus, let's talk about that too. Sure, sure. Yes, you're, you are correct. The, um, the Maiden has a restaurant and bar, um, along with, um, a beautiful study. It's a room that's adjacent to the dining room. That's a really great spot for a, a cozy meal or drink, um, and they all complement the outside terrace I mentioned earlier. Um, in the short term, we are um, shooting to reopen. Uh, the restaurant was called Veranda, and we are shooting to reopen and begin service as soon as we can, hopefully in the next week or two. Um, and that will be very familiar to customers who had been in and enjoyed that before. Uh, we do have plans um, in the more uh, I would call it medium term, if you will, over the coming months and months and year uh, to um, make some changes, not drastic ones, but ones that will um, give a fresh new look and feel to the public areas, both the um, lobby and the restaurant and bar area. Um, and we're still working through um, what changes to cuisine and or menu offerings might go along with that. So we're in the early stages, if you will, of, of that transition. Can you tell us a couple secrets about what that might look like, the changes you're talking about? You know, I, I can't say I can because I don't know them yet either. We, oh. We've uh, begun working with consultants and designers uh, to, or I should say designers, not consultants, to um, begin to put that together and haven't uh, gotten any um, glimpses just yet. We've only had the property a little over a week now and um, didn't begin that process until we made the acquisition. So. Looks like we might have to have another interview down the road. <laughs> uh, yes, when, yes, when... we would love we would love to uh, to break it break the news to your listeners first. That would be great. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad to at least get this out so people know you know the the status there and what's up and coming. And let me ask you about like, have you planned or? Of course, with the whole COVID thing. So uh, when you're saying open in a, in a couple of weeks, are you going to be in the, you know, 50% occupancy and fall under those types of restrictions? Yeah, the, the regulations that are out right now do require that you limit your capacity um, based on one of two things, either 50% of your um, fire code capacity or um, essentially 12 customers every thousand square feet and whichever is more restrictive. So for us, that would be the 12 customers every thousand square feet. Um, that's under the current phase two guidelines. And we're all anxiously awaiting um, what's coming out in phase three, if and when that were to happen. It was originally scheduled for June 22nd. Um, my expectation is it's probably going to get pushed back a little bit by the governor, but he has yet to announce what changes may be coming in phase uh, three. So we hope that that will allow for some increased capacity because we have very large space um, and can certainly safely accommodate more than the current restrictions allow by providing six feet between tables as, as is um, recommended. So um, our outdoor terrace does fall under the same 
uh, restrictions in terms of uh, limiting capacity to 12 people every thousand square feet. So, mm-hmm. um, so all in all, our, our, we will probably be at much less than half capacity of what our original fire code is for, probably more like 25% of it just based on the current restrictions. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would assume reservations would be recommended so you can make sure you, you know, with. Yes, absolutely. We, we'd always um, love to hear from, from folks if they're planning to join us so we can advise if we have space available or what sort of weight we're looking at based on the limited capacities that are currently being required. So now again, looking past COVID, and, and this might be something you're still formulating, but I don't know if the maintenance has annual things or you're going to establish new types of events. Yes, we're very excited to have the opportunity to um, establish new types of events. I do think that, as I understand it, the Maiden has had um, a good um, track record for creating gatherings and be it holidays, Mother's Day, or various events. I heard about a Kentucky Derby party that they used to do. So uh, that's very much in our, um, I would call it DNA as well, in terms of the types of things that we have done at the Durham and that we really enjoy doing to um, create a place for the community to gather and to enjoy uh, festive times together. Uh, clearly, post-COVID, I would expect uh, folks are going to be wanting to get out and enjoy each other's company that much more. Right. It's almost like it's going to have to be, you know, you're going to have to kick it up a notch because people are just kind of climbing the walls of what can I do? Yeah. And so they'll be looking. It does seem that way. You know, and even if you're not just coming for a lunch or a stay at the hotel, if you have these different activities that draw people in, again, it's something for the the community to enjoy. So I even wonder about Absolutely. any kind of packages. I don't know if you have any packages you want to talk about. I'm always, you know, I'm always looking for date night things, uh, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Well, people really do enjoy packages, and we have a lot of great things to combine and offer. We're working through a number of ideas that our team has and going to be working with various uh, local partners to try and pull things together that enhance a guest stay. But, no, we don't have any to announce at this time. No. And I imagine there'll also be some maybe correlation with nonprofits, like if they want to hold events there, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. Yeah would certainly welcome that opportunity to partner with nonprofits in the community. Mm -hmm. That's always good to know. So there's a lot of, you know, when we talk about all the economic development and such, are you bringing in new jobs um, with what your future plans are going to be? Will there be opportunities for some job stimulation? Yeah, we're certainly, we're hiring as we speak, especially on the food and beverage staff. We, um, the previous owners did, um, as many of us in the hospitality industry, or almost all of us, I should say, in the hospitality industry, were forced to lay off um, most of their workforce. And we've been actively um, connecting with those folks in an effort to um, potentially give them their jobs back. Um, but, um, yeah, we expect to have a, a team of, of close to 60 folks um, to operate the hotel when it's clicking on all cylinders. And it's going to take some time to get there based on uh, the current state of things with, with COVID-19, but that's our, uh, our long view. That's great. That's always good news to hear about jobs. <laughs> um, yes. 
So what about just the connection to the community? Tell me about your, you know, your hopes, your vision for that, what it means to, uh, you know, your group now to be part of the Cary community. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. You know, the, the fabric of downtown is certainly, um, one that has been growing and developing for years now. And we're, we're not, um, starting anything new, meaning um, there's a community that's already there, and we want to be a part of that. We want to enhance it. We want to um, uh, be um, additive to it. We want to be welcoming to all those who um, are coming through downtown or want to be exploring downtown. We also think we can attract new folks downtown to give our other businesses around the, uh, the other businesses around us the opportunity to welcome new visitors who are coming uh, for overnight. So we've got an opportunity to help, I think, highlight and spotlight downtown Cary as a destination. And, um, being part of the community for us is, is a, um, really something that is an everyday effort to be good neighbors, to be good stewards and to, um, be a part of, um, growing the fabric of the community, both, um, culturally and, and through, um, job creation and, any other ways that we can be a part of the growth. Well, it sounds like you're going to be a perfect fit. Thank you. Thank you for that. Anything else you'd like to tell us before we close? No, I think, um, I think we've covered a lot. I think essentially, um, you know, we've been in for about a week. It's an interesting time to be taking over a hotel considering, um, you know, all the impacts of COVID-19 on the um, hospitality industry. And um, we've got, uh, we think, great plans for the future of, of the Maiden, and we hope to be uh, a part of the care community for years to come. Great. Well, I appreciate you, like you're saying, it's a busy time for you with just getting mm-hmm. up and started. I, I hit you up yeah. really quick with inspections and liquor no, license and really everything else going interest. on. Yeah. So I do appreciate your time, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you so much. I gather uh, from an earlier comment that you find your way into the mate and often. I look forward to welcoming you soon and getting a chance to meet you in person. That would be wonderful. I will look you up, buddy. You can count on it. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mary. Take care. All right. Take care. Time for our nonprofit spotlight. Continuing with the theme of building and rebuilding, we wanted to focus on rebuilding together of the triangle. Rebuilding together is the nation's largest nonprofit organization working to preserve affordable home ownership and revitalize neighborhoods by providing home repair and renovation services free of charge to those in need. Rebuilding Together of the Triangle is the local affiliate serving homeowners in Wake, Durham, Orange, and Chatham counties. They serve the elderly, disabled, veterans, and families with children. Typical repairs include building wheelchair ramps and modifications for same, replacing outlets and repairing unsafe wiring, repairing damaged subfloors and flooring, cleaning out or replacing gutters, replacing leaky faucets, toilets, and pipes, installing railings and grab bars, 
patching leaky roofs, replacing rotten siding and trim, replacing drywall, clearing overgrown yards, and painting interior and exterior surfaces. That's a lot, and I'm sure there's more than what I'm just mentioning, but there's a start. But to qualify, household income must be below 65% of area median income. To get info on applying or volunteering, check out Rebuilding Together of the Triangle at R T Triangle. Dot org. That's R as in rebuilding, T as in together, triangle.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. Thanks for joining us via Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, etc. Or at our website, triangle411.buzzsprout.com. This is Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 be an inspiration.